This is a classic podcast from Unqualified Gamers. Hear more at unqualifiedgamers.com. Are you even reviewing anything on this episode, or are you just going to sit there and talk about me shitting on the floor? You're going to shit on the floor again? I, I mean, I could go either way. I mean, I'm cool with on the floor. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely, 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 there's some things I have nothing to talk about. There's some things I could talk about. Yeah. Did you move another vacuum cleaner this weekend? That was not how that conversation went. Which conversation? The conversation about the vacuum cleaner. In fact, well, obviously, in fact, we never had a conversation you... about a vacuum cleaner. We had a conversation about a treadmill, and that moving sucked. Well, if you remember the conversation occurring, then the conversation happened. Hashtag logic. Hashtag way back Wednesday. Hashtag throwback Thursday. Hashtag fuck you Friday. I don't think that's what Friday is. know what this podcast is uh it is unqualified a video game podcast where we talk about video games and who's we john martin uh well i'm john martin <laughs> yeah i don't know why i laughed at that yeah i don't know who you are you i know who you are you're, i'm you're cody, cody you're cody the g i'm cody the yes cody the g uh yeah, so uh, you know, I have some stuff I can talk about. Absolutely, always. When am I Good, not? I when am I not playing video games? I don't know. I literally don't know. There's actually a lot of times where I'm not playing video games. So, listener, this is episode 41. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes if you want to hear all our crazy antics. Um, we are going to start with anything significant that happened in the world of video game news, and then uh, John will review something, and then I will obsess about the Wii U for, like, a while. Perfect. And that sounds good. Some- something did happen in the news with video games, and I can't remember what. Uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. you know, we talked about that last week, but it came out, and it's, I guess, kind of a big deal. But- yeah, I guess. Uh, before that, did you do anything this weekend? You didn't, did you? Oh, boy. Uh, I played over eight hours of Wind Waker HD on my Wii. My Wii, John, my weekends are when I play video games. Yeah, okay. Because, because I have traditional weekends. You, like, have weekends during the week, so you can play video games during the week, and then you do, like, real life. You also have, like, friends. That's untrue. That's actually false. No, that's true. I have a couple friends. Okay. So but they're really happy about uh, you denying their existence, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so no, I. I mean, it was. See what? Hell, what did I do this weekend? You know what I did? I went by myself to go see Insidious Two uh, because I was very excited to see it, and my wife was not. What's Insidious 2? Is it a horror movie? It is. So Insidious, the original Insidious was a horror movie. Came out in, I want to say like 2008, something like that. Um, kind of reinvented the ghost genre a little bit. Um, and I really, really liked it. Like, I liked it a lot. Like, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and so Insidious 2, when I heard they were making Insidious 2, when it finally came out, I was pumped. Um, and then it finally did come out and I was like, well, I've got this free night and Casey's really tired. So she's going to go to bed early and I am, uh, I'm not. So I went to the movie theater, which is within walking distance of my house. It's five minutes away. Um, and I was like one of two people in the movie theater because nobody goes to this movie theater. So that was kind of cool too. Um, so I took off my pants, stuck my, oh, d- nice. stuck my d- in the popcorn. No, I, uh, you know, I went and I got a large tub of movie theater popcorn, don't judge, um, and sat there and got excited for this wonderful th- thrill ride that would be Insidious 2, and then I got uber disappointed by the product that was Insidious 2. So, pro tip, if you liked the first movie and are considering going to see the second movie and want to see the second movie, don't go see the second movie. That's all I have so to it, say. It, so it pulled a Matrix and or Pirates of the Caribbean? Sure. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose. It just it, the thing is with horror movies, though, like, like with action movies, you can still have great action scenes with a bad sequel. Like Pirates Two had some interesting action scenes, whereas the, the story was really bad and dumb. But the, some of the action scenes were still really good. Um, when a horror a horror movie is like all about its atmosphere and its and its scares and stuff, and like if like if you go from a good original to a bad sequel. It's bad because you lose all of the stuff that makes it a horror movie and a good horror movie. So, like, bad bad sequels of horror movies just end up being bad movies with, like, no redeemable qualities. That's kind of how I felt about this movie. So, kind of a bummer. I was a little bummed out. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a pretty rough weekend. Yeah, otherwise I had to work. So, And when you work in a, when you work in a pharmacy and it's, uh, and it's flu season, like, the days turn very busy. So, it's been... Uh been kind of a busy it's kind of a, been kind of a busy few weeks for me in terms of working at the pharmacy well i actually did do a thing like irl this weekend outside of video and that's why we talk about uh you bought a wii u no well yes but that's not how it well that is how it started but then other things happened i we did a tape we did read we read, 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 read is that what you did? did that is incredible i almost did that this weekend <laughs> yeah. but i had to work <laughs> oh sarcasm oh how it makes the world go round no i uh had a table read of season 1 of arts and crafts a web series that's that web series that's that web series that you written that we've that we've plugged before on the show yeah, yeah. So we're going to start shooting uh, – Actually, they're going to start an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter. I don't know which, but they're going to try and raise some money for season one, and we're going to sh- start shooting in a few weeks-ish. So was that, was that original episode that I watched the pilot then? Yeah, that was the pilot. Got it. And so that was what you were pitching to uh, companies like DreamWorks um, to, to get Pixar. funding, right? Pixar. Pixar. Uh, the studio that um, – uh, Ron Howard is in charge of. What the hell's it called? Happy they talk days. About it in happy Arrested days. Development. Yeah, happy what days. What is it? Happy days. Ha- yes, Happy Days Productions. That's right. the name of it. That's inaccurate. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of fun. The first season is actually going to be really funny. Um, don't worry, I'm not in a ton of it, so it could be good. No, but then why would I want to watch it? I mean, the whole uh, reason it's... why I would watch it was because you'd be in it. So. There, you've just completely, you've completely made me uninterested in the series now. Congratulations. (laughs) I mean, I'm still a main character. There's an N episode about me, um, specific. It's an ensemble cast. Oh, is it like Lost? Or like Star Trek The Next Generation. In what season do you flash sideways? Uh, mm, you know, I try and flash someone at least once per episode. Just to, uh, keep them on their toes, you know what I mean? Yeah, who's the John Locke? Of the show. I'm see, I'm the John Lithgow of the show, but I haven't seen Dexter, so I don't know what that means. John Lithgow season four of Des- Dexter or John Lithgow uh Third Rock from the Sun. They're uh, very Dexter. De- well, they're very similar John Lithgows, actually. <laughs> well, they are still the same human being, so there's that. Why are we still talking about this? I really want to get in I really want to get in or get out. Do you feel me? I do feel you. Do you feel me, bra? I do feel you, bra. I want to get N, the letter N, or I want to get out. So you're wondering what I played is what you're saying. No, nope. I think that's what you I just said. I just want to get N or get out. I think that's what I think you just asked me what I was playing this weekend. Okay. Well, what what? Well, uh, since so the I did. Fuck did you play this weekend? So the new uh, operating system for Apple products came out. The new, oh God, iOS seven. Yeah, yeah I, so iOS seven came out, and so uh, updated all my devices with that, and obviously the new iPhone came out as well. Also got that. So with it seems like with the release of like the past few iPhones, it's not every single iPhone, but it seems like Chair Entertainment has come out with Infinity Blade with the launch of every single like it. it, only, it only seems to come out at the launch of an iPhone. So. Um, Infinity Blade 3 came out. Um, and if you don't know anything about Infinity Blade at all, it is a touched-based role-playing game. I, I guess it's, it's like an action RPG with, like, one-on-one combats. So, uh, it's... Like, the, the scene is always set where it is you as your character, and then you are fighting a giant 
colossus-like humanoid uh, opposite you, and they'll swing at you with a giant weapon, and you will swipe in various directions to either parry the attack, dodge, slash at the enemy, etc. It honestly is is still probably the like the number one game that showcases how to do a touchscreen interface game well. Like it, the, the controls are just they're perfect for touch in a game where it could easily be like press a button, do a move, and it's not. And they still man they still make it arguably more engaging to do it with a touchscreen and to use s- swiping mechanics. Um, but, but words with friends. So it. It's pretty much like the thing about three, though, is that it is pretty much the same as Infinity Blade Two. So there's a like this loose story that the original had this really cool twist ending um, that set up the second, obviously, and then the the second one came around, and the second one's twist at the end wasn't really all that great, and so they've. They they like have lost the big setup to the third game, and so the third game just ends up being kind of more of the same now, um, and so it it really just feels like more of the same Infinity Blade. Now, if you like Infinity Blade and you played two to like the max, you played Infinity Blade two and just maxed all of the items out. You like leveled up your character to the point where you were godlike. This kind of lets you start fresh. There's a couple of new systems. They've got like some crafting systems that they added in there. Um, they gave you a second character to play, but the character plays the exact same as the main character of the game. So there is no reason. There's no reason why they needed two characters other than to make it like a story thing. And the story's so weak that it's not. It's not worthwhile. Like the two characters don't kind of do anything um, as a duo. So, but again, the gameplay is real fun and they did add those like crafting and then leveling, they already had leveling mechanics, but they kind of made them more in depth. Um, And so that has kind of freshened the game up a little bit. And it's still, it still is a like easily a triple A product. Like the graphics are outrageous for a touch device and you can get it for seven bucks. I mean, it comes out new each time at seven bucks and it's, in the grand scheme of games, right, that's really cheap. And it's going to provide a lot of entertainment for me. It's a great little bite-sized gaming thing, too, because it's like, hop in, fight a couple of these titans. Uh, you know, one fight will last all of three minutes. So fight a couple titans and then jump out again. So, like, you can get two or three titans dead in a ten-minute block of time. I'm so confused right now. What kind of game is this? It's... It's a, it's almost like a fighting game. I guess you could consider it a fighting game because it's always one on one. Okay. So it's a fighting game, where you're okay. where so you're it's s- a fighting game. Yeah, where, where you're swiping to control your characters like sword swings, but in between combats with these large titan things, you're like walking around an environment and kind of like looking around. Okay. Getting to the next titan. That helps. That helps quite a bit. Yeah, but the gra- like seriously, for a touch device, the graphics are outrageous. They're outrageous. It's really fun, and well, it's good. and it's worth seven bucks. So I was dabbling around a little bit with that. Played a lot more Soul Forge because I'm still obsessed with that. Um, and the League of Legends World Tournament is still going on. So it's still I, going on. How long is this tournament? They're only in the quarterfinals. They had a group. They had a group round, um, and now they are in the quarterfinals. And a really so you know how we had that discussion last week and we talked about like the meta game that has developed within the game? Yeah, yeah. So something that's even cooler to me is that there's this meta game that I know of within the North American continent because that's where I play. That's like the servers that I am based on when I go into the game. But apparently there's a different meta game with different uh regions of the world and so this world tournament you know hosts players from all over the world and like the korean metagame is different than the chinese metagame is different than the american metagame is different than the european metagame and it is really cool because you watch these teams and if you know a little bit about the game 
when you're watching these, you can see the differences in those game in like the gameplay styles, like an aggressive style versus like a roaming style. It's just it's really cool. Like there's just a there's just a, a depth to this game that is so fascinating to me. Can can you identify these? Like, do you see this when you're watching? Yeah, yeah. Like there will be one there will be one team that will be very aggressive and will like push their team past the towers to kill people. They call that tower diving, right? And, okay. and that's a very aggressive tactic, and it could can backfire if there is a there is a decently coordinated counterattack. Because if you fight in the under a turret in this game, you'll you'll typically get wiped out pretty fast because the turret does a lot of damage, right? So like the the idea of a tower dive is to get in, kill who you're trying to kill, and then get out again. So. Like, the Korean style is to be very aggressive, and you'll see a lot of tower dives in that. Um, the Chinese style as well. With the European style, they they go for a, a roaming style game. And so they'll get through the first phase of the game, and then they'll just start moving around the map as a team of, like, two or three people. And just trying to find people that are out of position and just kill them quickly as a roaming group of people and then like yeah it's very interesting like i said it just it's really fascinating to me um and so i've been watching that and i've really enjoyed that and again like i talked about last time the commentators are are awesome um it's just it it really feels like a prof- it feels like a professional sport so and are there are there top tier characters because I, I know you've said the game's really well balanced so but- f- so far to well to give you an idea Yes, there are characters that you see very often, um, but at the Worlds, there have been, of the 90-some champions, there have been over 60 that have been selected. So, wow, that's a pretty good percentage. That's an insane percentage. You go to fighting game tournaments and you'll get, like, two fighters. Right. So that's a pretty good percentage of, um, of characters that are picked. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. And so that also makes matches fun to watch because... I don't think I've ever seen the same team composition twice. So that's kind of neat. That's really neat. Yeah, and it's really cool. <laughs> but we already talked a ton about it, so I don't want to, you know, spend a lot of time on it. I'm just... no, Yeah, and I'm not really into variety. I'm more of a Fox-only, no-items, Final Destination kind of guy. Sure. Well, that's the purest way to play. I mean, there's no items to randomize anything. It's the most purestest it's the most way to play. purestest way to play. It is. From what I've seen. Yeah, so that's what I played. Well, hey, guess what I played? You got a Wii U. I got a Wii I. (laughs) I am so funny. I'm so funny, John. That's debatable. Did you say something? Nope. Uh, What, uh, so what did you play? So you got the Wii U, uh, Wii U bundle bundle. You got the Wii U bundle bundle. Yeah, I, all right, so Smash Brothers is my favorite video game franchise in the universe, and I know I'm eventually going to have to get a Wii U for Smash Brothers. Right. That's just the way it is, sure. period. Like, and any new Zelda or Metroid or most other main Nintendo franchise games, I'm going to buy the system for that, okay? So Wind Waker rolls around, and I do like Zelda. I love Skyward Sword. Um, and... I, so, back in the day, like, you know, when, when we were little and you would get one or two video games a year, you would replay them all the time, right? Right. And, like, the Final Fantasy games, I've replayed almost every Final Fantasy game. And same goes with Zelda. I've replayed almost all the Zelda games. I, I've i replayed Twilight Princess, which is actually my favorite in the franchise, uh, to, like, the last dungeon twice and then, like, stopped, which is stupid. But I've replayed pretty much all of them, right? Wind Waker, full disclosure, is my least favorite Zelda game since Super Nintendo. Like, like since, wait, since Link to the... I mean, I loved Link to the Past and everything past that, but Wind Waker. Okay, I so, see. So, Wind Waker is my least favorite other than, like, Zelda and Zelda 2, which are obviously not comparable. Yeah, you almost, exactly, you almost can't kind of put them on the same playing field. Yeah, I mean, I love them for what they are. They're classics. But when I say, like, oh, I love the original Legend of Zelda better than, like, <laughs> Ocarina of Time or right. Link to the Past, yeah. would anyone ever say that? I really don't think so. 
So, um, since the the original Nintendo, uh, Wind Waker is probably my least favorite game. Uh, I didn't love the sailing, and and I hated the ending. I hated the ending. So full di- so full disclosure to 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 you, listener. I've never actually uh, completed Wind Waker. I have gotten to the the Triforce blueprint fetch quest, and I have stopped playing both times that I got to that point. Right. So, so I, I won't ruin so the I have ending. never actually I have never actually uh, completed Wind Waker. So I've known I know nothing about the ending. But you thoroughly enjoyed what you played of it, right? Oh yeah, I thought the game was great. Like I and, really and, liked it up until that fetch quest. Yeah, and there were a lot of things that I really really did love about it. I mean, it it's not like I hated the game. It's still a Zelda game. It was still fun, but I thought the sailing was overdone and the ending in my opinion, I've been I've argued with people about this. I felt there was one very minor detail that was a bit of a deus ex machina that really bothered me. So the ending left a really bad taste in my mouth. I mean, you know what happens. Link wins. Okay, the end. Okay, great. Right. But I wasn't happy with some of the way it was executed. Anyway, that's You know, I, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I would say, I would say it'd, be, it'd be fine to spoil it, but there are going to be a bunch of people that are going to be experiencing it for the first time now. Yeah. So yeah, and I, we, and, we'll avoid spoilers here. Yeah, and do not let the ending deter you from playing this game by any means. Uh, so I yeah, because a lot of was... people are playing Zelda games for the ending, right? <laughs> Obviously. So, um, you know, I, I played the demo at E3, and you can fast-forward the boat. Like, there is a sale you can get in the game. I thought this was just a feature. You could, you could just fast-forward at any point in the game. Uh, you do have to obtain an item, but there is a sale in the game that lets you fast sail, and that takes a substantial amount of just kind of waiting out of the game. Like, when I was playing Saturday, uh, to give you an example, I had to sail across two map tiles, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I pointed the wind in the right direction, just set sail, and went to the bathroom, and came back, and I still wasn't there yet. And I just had left the game on. Right. So that's not uh, fun. You know, it's it's it it, it can be. It, it, they actually find a way to make it fun in this game, which I'll get into. Um, but that's the kind of slowness, I guess. That it just I didn't love the pacing. Okay, whatever, fine. Been there, done that. Heard Nintendo was redoing it, adding some stuff. Played the demo at E three, and it, it did look very good. Uh, you know, like visually, and I was happy about the speed sale. And I thought to myself, well, it's Nintendo. It's a new Zelda game, and I've never replayed through Wind Waker age like Wind Waker. So here's my here's my excuse, because I do enjoy replaying through Zelda games and through Final Fantasy games after the fact. You know, it's been eleven years since it came out. Why not? Let's give it a shot. Sure. So this, uh, you know, and some people I've read some articles, and and Nintendo is saying we think that this could be a system seller. And I've seen some people commenting and some critics, and they're saying it's not going to sell any blah, blah, blah. Okay, I literally went to GameStop and bought a Wii U to play this game. So for you, it was a system seller. So, objectively, this game was a system seller. Maybe it only sold one system. Maybe I'm the only person in the universe that bought it for that reason. But it is a system seller, by definition. Now, let's take a step back for just a second and say... Okay, it's cool that it's a system seller, but how do you feel about like the the arguably kind of the first big game for the Wii U being a remake? Or, I, and would, I, I mean, it's more, and it's it's not even it's a remastering. It's not even just a remake uh, because they they didn't change a ton of stuff. They did. Okay, okay, then we'll call it a remake. But the point is, is like it is an existing. It's like like a completely existing game that they are using as their first big property. I mean, can you think of another system that's done that? No, but Nintendo is special. And I I would argue, first of all, that New Super Mario Bros. Wii U and New Luigi U, I would argue that those are system sellers. Yeah, I suppose you're probably right. I mean, the Mario games are really good. Wonderful 101 is a pretty killer game with really good reviews. Yeah, but I don't think uh, that that sold any systems, though, I don't think it's a system seller. I agree. I think I think it's okay. I don't have a problem with it. And they... I mean, Nintendo released Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS to boost those sales. And I'm okay with that because, like, our friend Blake got Ocarina of Time 3DS and loved it. Right. You know, I mean... 
I played a little bit of it, and I honestly want a 3DS just for that because they they really improved the graphics and they added some super cool features. I don't even care about the 3D. It just looks gorgeous, and it's Ocarina of Time, so how can you go wrong? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I don't have a problem with it. I think Nintendo can get away with it. You know, is it ideal? No. Like, would I like to be playing Smash Brothers right now? Hell yeah. We, we probably would skip an episode because I would be spending an entire week playing just that. Uh, I don't have an issue with it, really. And have you, like, played a lot with the Wii U? No, I haven't actually even touched a Wii U. Dude, it is f***ing awesome. Like, mind-blowingly awesome. And it, it, it harkens back to the days when I first got my Wii and I'm setting it up and I'm pointing a remote at the screen to f***ing control the cursor like it was a magic wand and thinking, like, how cool is this? The music is super upbeat and peppy and happy and magical. Like, Nintendo is Disney in a box. Sure, sure. I mean, they are definitely not about making, like, oppressive properties, which there are, you know, a lot of those on other consoles. Correct. No, they're they're magical and they're wonderful. And it, it, like, I was sitting in my apartment by myself smiling when I set it up because of the entire experience, just... The smiley faces and the cute little me's and the music, the kind of poppy, just cutesy little music, and the Nintendo, the me-verse is a new feature, and uh, it, it's just the coolest thing. It is such a cool thing. The whole back end of it, you know, you go into the me-verse and it gives you the community guidelines and it says, like, you know, please be respectful, please be nice, please don't use spoilers, all this stuff. And next to every comment you read, there are two buttons, and it says uh, report spoilers or report like person. So it's it's right there. It's very highly visual and very easy process. If you're being a dick on Nintendo's universe and you're not being cool and you're doing something that could offend somebody or bother them, you're going to get like banned in some way. And I think that's awesome. I think that's like the coolest thing ever because... I know I can go on, and anytime I read someone's comment, it's not going to be a troll, it's not going to be bitching about something, it's just going to be, like, something happy or funny or nice or awesome. And I like that. Right on. So, I love the Wii U, I love the whole interface, um, and the Miiverse is tied into Wind Waker HD. So, for those of you who have not played Wind Waker, it is a really fun game. There's actually more combat in Wind Waker than a lot of other Zelda games, because a lot of the treasures you get are acquired by sailing to random little islands or finding little pirate ships, entering them, and then just fighting hordes of enemies. Like, you'll fight, like, a hundred enemies at once. And that's really cool, because you get to actually fight, like, a whole lot in these games. It's not just a, a few monsters here or there. Uh, so that's really cool. There is a sea instead of a field. Everything is underwater. You're on a giant ocean, which involves a lot of sailing. That used to be cumbersome because it was kind of boring. Um, I it was. Played... I mean, it was cumbersome. It was cumbersome because it was boring, but it was also cumbersome because you would. So, if you never played Wind Waker, you would, you would, you would need to sail a certain direction, and you would have to. You'd have songs because you are the wind. You have a Wind Waker, right? Um, and you have different songs that you can play. And there are songs to change the direction of the wind. And so, say you need to go, like, northwest, well, you'd have to go north and then go, and then, like, change the direction of the wind to go west, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it, like there was no, that in itself is cumbersome as well to well, have to do I that. mean, you could do it northwest and just not be going full speed, really. It just, it, it it was cumbersome, like you said. It, it was it was cumbersome, and it, it wasn't a terrible mechanic, and it wasn't a bad idea, and it wasn't executed horribly, but it wasn't executed particularly well. Uh, now, in this game, I've played over at least six or eight hours, I would say. Not a zillion hours. Um, I, have, I have not paused the game once. Well, except if I needed to, like, stop everything on the screen. But... On the Wii U touchpad is your entire inventory screen. And if you want to change items, you just touch that item and drag it into one of the boxes for the buttons, and that item is equipped. Like with your finger? Yes. Cool. 
So you can be in the middle of sailing and you can just change up all your items. I can be crawling a ladder in a dungeon and I can switch items. I can be like running from one house to another and I can switch items mid-run. It's so smooth. It, it actually gives Skyward Sword a run for its money in terms of how smooth the gameplay is. And you can do all that from right there. And your C chart, like to pull out to the map to see the C chart. The C chart is, a, I believe, a 7x7 seven seven grid um, that you have to sail and you have to map out the C chart. The C chart is also accessible. There's a tab well, and, under, and this can happen while you're sailing, right? This is while you're sailing. This is all real time, live. You can be, like I said, like walking through a dungeon. You can be running from one room in a dungeon to another and switch from your item inventory to the map on your gamepad. I was really concerned before I got the system that I, I was kind of like, I've played a little bit of Wii U. And like when I demoed the wonderful 101 at E3, uh, it was really hard for me to get used to the integration between the gamepad and the TV. And I thought, well, I don't know how smooth Wind Waker is going to be. It's unbelievable. Like, you can switch your items, you can check your map, you can look at your full inventory on the fly while you're moving, while you're doing stuff. Now, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. Um, so you're you're saying that basically the pad has been relegated to menus. Like, like you, you have menus that were originally accessible in-game that would cause a, a pause in the game that have now been put on the gamepad, and so your original sailing, which took a while, can uh, keep happening, right? So you can spend a little less time sailing. No, so you don't have to pause the game at any point. You can switch weapons in the middle of combat. So are there any ways that the game uses the gamepad in a a way where the gamepad is a necessity? Because there needs to, like... I guess I guess there doesn't need to be a case for the gamepad, but I I feel like there should be a case for why the gamepad is going to be a necessity to play in this game. Uh, not necessarily this game, but like one of the big criticisms of the Wii U is that Nintendo is not making a case as to why the second screen is a necessity. Right now it just feels like what you're saying is the gamepad is good because it cuts down on the tedium that is sailing because you can change some stuff while you're sailing and so that like cuts back on some of that time i just want to know like is there anything that the gamepad is necessary for because in wonderful 101 you have to play with the gamepad like the gamepad is the is one of the mechanics in the game is there anything like that in wind waker like do they go because I could see them bringing like puzzles to the gamepad, like finding a way to integrate some of some puzzle mechanics onto the actual second screen itself. Do they do any of that? Because it seems like that would be an awesome opportunity as somebody who's looking at it kind of from the outside as when he's not playing the game. So let me describe one more addition to the game, and then and then we can talk gamepad because this addition is the third tab on the gamepad. Uh. In the original Wind Waker, there was the Tingle Radar, I think is what it was called. You meet Tingle in this game, right? Who is a fat, drunk fairy who I hate and think is stupid. Uh, But Tingle is in the game. Obviously, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for them to keep in a game mechanic where you can connect your Game Boy Advance to your GameCube, since all of that is, at this point, ancient technology. So instead now, when you meet Tingle, he gives you a Tingle bottle. And it's a weird hat-shaped fairy bottle, whatever. You can't use it to store anything in, but it allows you to collect Tingle uh, bottle, like, notes, like, messages in a bottle, essentially. And so a message in a bottle is if if you're in a town, like, they'll be washed up on a beach. They kind of sparkle. They'll be on the beach. They'll be on the open sea, so you can actually swerve to grab these bottles. They're outside of dungeons. They're, they're kind of in general around, just scattered around the world map, right? And these bottles are user-generated content from other people playing the game. When you say content, are you saying like a, just a message? A message? Well, a couple different things. Uh, 
one actually ties into the game. You can uh, so there's a huge sub game in this game. It's it's a huge meta game, uh, the pictograph meta game. You get this camera and it's called the pictograph, and you can take pictures of monsters and characters and towns and uh, different monuments and things like that, and bring it to this area where you can make them into statues. So you make the pictographs into a statue or figurine of that character or boss or, or, or monster or whatever. And then, you know, it gets displayed in this large room where you can look at all your pictograph statues. And for some people, especially completionists who really want to finish the game with 100% completion, their thing is they want to get all the pictographs and they want to get all those statues and then they've really mastered 100% of that game, right? Well, let's say you miss a boss... Well, that sucks. Now you can't get every pictograph. Oh, wait. I just found a message in a bottle and somebody else took a pictograph and left it in the bottle. So when other people make take pictures, you can actually download those to your pictograph box and use them in-game. That's kind of cool. I think that's really cool. Um, that is the minority. I haven't saved a lot for that purpose. More so, a lot of people will take pictures and write funny captions, and they are... Highly entertaining. And this is, again, what I love about the Nintendo community because you would get unsavory things, I would think, on oh, Xbox. Oh, you, abs- you absolutely would. They would be yeah. a lot of terrible things. Yes. I have not received one bottle with even remotely questionable content, like at all. Uh, people, there are artists on there. They've, like, drawn really, really good-looking pictures of Ganon. Because in addition to entering text, you can take your stylus, because there's a stylus that comes with the Wii U gamepad, and draw a picture. And people are drawing, like, Link holding the Triforce, they're drawing Zelda, like, fan art. And they're just sketched in, just like uh, the um, on the DS, the actual PictoChat. Interesting. Just like in PictoChat. So people are PictoChatting you, essentially. Just mass messages. People have written jokes. And a lot of people have just said, like, they'll just make a comment like, man, I really love Wind Waker HD, or so glad I'm playing, hope you're having fun. And just little stuff that makes you, like, it's it's not a big deal, and it's not like it made my day, but it kind of makes you smile a little bit. Yeah, it's and, a neat little addition. Yeah, you kind of have to exp- you kind of have to experience it to f- kind of fully appreciate it, and maybe I'm just easy to please. But since these bottles are all kind of all over the place, they're not distracting from the game but they're certainly visible and i have changed course slightly when sailing just to pick these up so because while sailing you could pick up rupees and that's fine i think it's too easy to get rupees in that game i'm always filthy rich in wind waker and that was since the original but you know it's more fun when you're sailing to say like oh there's a bottle i wonder what it says because you never know and because of the nature of it you can play this game a million times and never get the same stuff. Are so you are you getting the impression that there's quite a few people playing this right now? Oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of people. Um, and you can just keep playing. And uh, so the me verse is a new is kind of the new me channel on on the Wii U, and you can visit other people in the me verse and read their comments on there. There's some kind of message board set up in the me verse, which is an application within the Wii U. I've heard it likened kind of to Twitter. Is that like with Twitter with specific boards for different games? Um, I would say a little bit kind of. Um, And instead of – but they have a Facebook-like mechanic where you can like something. But instead of liking it, you call it a yeah. So you can do like a yeah exclamation point to this. Uh, From your gamepad, when you you can scroll through up to your last 10 messages in a bottle from your tabs on your gamepad, you can scroll and you can hit yeah, and the game uh, stops for about two seconds. It's very brief, about two seconds, and gives you a little boop, 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 loading sound effect, and then uh, it just sends the yeah. So I've sent several just kind of random messages in bottles, and people have like yad me a bunch. So when I turn on my Wii U, I've got all these Miiverse notifications. And you can meet people that way, and you can connect that way. It's just, uh, it's a community, John. Like, it's a real community of people that have a similar interest and are excited about something, and that is so f***ing cool. It's a, it's a social networking, it's another social networking application. But it works. Sure. 
Like, it really works. I mean, PlayStation's got PlayStation Home, and I've played around with PlayStation Home, and it's it's okay. I've been on Xbox Live, and Xbox Live is just barren. No one even talks anymore to each other except their friends. It's the worst. I can't stand Xbox Live. I will not be renewing my gold membership. Like, for sure. But Nintendo just nailed it. They nailed it. And in-game, you can still participate. And if you want, if you want to, like, comment on the message, you can actually uh, use your stylus and, and select it. It'll open up the, the Miiverse. It just pauses the game, opens the Miiverse application. It takes about 10 or 15 seconds to load, which is a little annoying. But then you're there. You can comment or, or yet or, you know, whatever. And another thing a lot of people are doing, and then you can just close it and go back to the game. But the other cool thing a lot of people are doing is they're asking for help. Because I've seen people take a picture and then comment and they'll be like, how do I beat this guy? Or they'll take a picture of a guy that's asking them to do a quest and they're like, where do I find the item to finish this quest? And people are answering it, which I think is so much more personable and and rewarding than just, I'm going to go to Google and search for something. Or game facts or something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I can Google. Anybody can Google, but, like, it's so much cooler, and it it just feels like so much more of a payoff to me for it to be in the game already, already functional, and for you to get notified that somebody's answered your question because people are nice. The whole thing is about f***ing nice people being nice to each other, and I don't... I get such a warm fuzzy when I play the Wii U, John. It's ridiculous. No, I can understand that. It was very easy to become jaded to social networking stuff, especially video game related stuff, when the majority of people are on Xbox Live and PSN. PSN less so, but Xbox Live being just kind of a, a I mean, a cesspool, a right? A cesspool, yeah. A cesspool, yeah. absolute. So, and, and that so it is nice to hear a community like being a good community. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, I work in social media, right? I mean, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and MySpace, the new MySpace, and, and like, I'm on everything, right? I actively want to participate in the Wii U, like, Miiverse. Yeah, it's like, like Google, I, it's like Google Plus. Yeah, it's like, like you act- it, it actually is. Yeah. It is a lot like it because you can share interests. You are, you're in the same boat with a lot of things. Like it makes a lot of sense. It's just, it's really well done. It's really well done. And I, I like it so much. And Nintendo absolutely hit the, hit the ball out of the park with this. Like they're just good with it. And that brings me back to the gamepad. So the stylus, this isn't obviously essential to the game, but it's a nice plus up to me is that you can grab the stylus and sketch something for somebody. Or you can, you know, touch the screen to download things and, and do that. So there's there's the whole Wii U Miiverse integration right there on the gamepad. Okay. Now, to your point about what is essential to gameplay, I would argue that Wind Waker would not hold up very well if you had to pause the game as much as you did in the original Zelda series. Like, in the original game. I think momentum is a, is a big thing, and when you never have to stop your momentum ever in a Zelda game, that makes a bigger difference than you probably would think, you know? Sure. Like, it doesn't sound like much. It sounds like, oh, well, they put the pause screen on the touchpad. What's the big deal? But when you need to change items as much as you do in a Zelda game, and when you're running around as much as you are in a Zelda game, and you can do it all instantaneously on the fly, like, to me... It's a big deal. The whole, the game the whole game feels different. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it as much as I enjoyed Ocarina of Time at this point, and uh, I, that's Ocarina of Time. You know, it's it's so seamless. Um, so, you know, is it essential in the way that you would like to see it being essential? I would say no. Okay. But I think if you got your hands on it, you might change your tune. And the other thing is, you know, you can play the game on the gamepad, right? Yeah, and and that is that that to me is is the only acceptable reason in my mind to not have the gamepad be have essential gameplay function on it, if that makes sense. So, like for me, it is okay to have a game that uses the gameplay as menus, like Wind Waker does. 
as long as you can take that game and play it completely on the gamepad. Yeah. Because that that is a use of the gamepad. Like, I've, I've got a kid on the way, right? Eventually, my kid is going to want to watch cartoons or something. And maybe I want to continue to play video games on the TV. Well, the ability to then to transport that to my gamepad, pretty slick. So... That that to me again is the only acceptable reason why you couldn't just that that's the only acceptable reason why the gamepad shouldn't be essential to gameplay. If you can't do that in a game, if you can't transport that game to gamepad only, and the gamepad is still like relegated to menus only, I've got a problem with that because it's like, why make me buy this system then with a second screen on it? Does that make sense? Uh, I mean. I would argue more, but it's a remake. It's a remake of a game that didn't have a gamepad, so there's only so much you can do. I'm not speaking specifically to Zelda at this point. Sure. Like, at this point now, I am speaking to Wii U games in general. I'm saying I'm saying that Wind Waker is fine because it takes, it takes the game and allows it to be played by itself on the gamepad. So, I mean, ostensibly, you could just take the Wii U, you could plug the Wii U into the wall, you could boot it up on the gamepad, you wouldn't have to, you wouldn't even have to uh, connect it to any kind of video device and play it using the gamepad. That's pretty, that's pretty slick. Like, that's pretty cool, and that is an okay way to use the gamepad, I think. Um, Maybe it's not the ideal way, it's not kind of the promised way that they were pitching when the Wii U was first announced, but it is, it is a, to me, an acceptable way to use the gamepad. The unacceptable way to use the gamepad to me is to have this, these menus that we're talking about that, you know, Wind Waker uses. So to have these menus and then also not have the game be transportable to the gamepad only. Sure. That is the, uh, that is the unacceptable way to do it because that seems like the lazy way to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I'm glad we could agree to, to some degree, agree. I think we agree. I think we, I think we agreed to agree. I think we agree. We, did we, why did, I never agreed to, I never agreed to agree. No, I, I think, think you we, just, you just agreed with me to I, agree. I think we can agree that we agree. Which means but to we what agree. Degree? I don't know what degree we agreed to agree. <laughs> Nor do I. Um, but thank you for that slick analysis no, yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I'm sorry if I if my point may be muddled, and I apologize if it is. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I I just think that you are, um, you can't fully appreciate how much of a difference the current functionality is, regardless of the second screen feature, regardless of being able to to transfer it to your gamepad, regardless of that. I don't think you can fully understand and appreciate how much better this game is in, unless you're hands on with it. And you sit and play it for six hours straight. Sure. Because it's a pretty big deal. And, you know, the cool thing about even the quote-unquote slow parts about this game, uh, going back to the Miiverse thing, is if, I, if I'm if i sailing and I pick up six or seven bottles and I need to wait another 20 seconds till I get to the next island, I'm going to open those up and read them on my gamepad instead of looking at the screen. Sure. So I'm entertained... And having fun actively on the gamepad. I've laughed out loud several times at this stuff um, while not having to look at the screen. And, you know, I haven't gotten the speed sale yet, but when I get that, supposedly that makes things really fast. And I won't even need to, quote-unquote, distract myself. But it, it's not a, oh, I'm bored so I can do this. It's a, this is a cool thing to do while I'm getting somewhere. Like, I enjoy it actively. Um, I really like this game. Have I mentioned that? Uh, no, you haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. Uh, I like the game a lot. I'm not ultra far. I've beaten the first four dungeons, but it looks great. It's very fun. Link is funny in this. Like his huge eyes and some of his facial expressions. He's he's done very comically well in this game. Yeah, that was definitely one of the things they were going for with that cel shaded style. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's a really good game. If you like Zelda, you have to get it. You you really should. And uh, I'm really glad I got a Wii U. I'm really glad I got a Wii U. And by the way, I have played New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, and there is there's a there's integrated functionality into the gamepad for New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. You could probably argue that you could do the same 
functionality, you could achieve the same functionality with like a Wii remote pointed at the screen and done in a different way. But I think it's probably most effective on the touchpad. So I don't know how you would argue with that. So I think Nintendo has yet to like blow anyone's mind with the touchpad. But to me, the touchpad's worth it even if the only feature in these games is that you can switch to the second screen. And that's and I agree with you. I agree with you in that respect. Like I said, I think that that is a great function. I think one of the most like egregious examples of of the the not trying is is what I've heard about Mario Kart, where I think you can you can play Mario Kart on the second screen, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, which is good. However, when you are not playing on the second screen the bottom screen just turns into a horn that you can, just a big red button that you press to beep the horn on your cart. And this is a, this is a Nintendo made product. So like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that I think is a little unacceptable if you're trying to sell your system to me. See, but you, but you are, but you are transporting, but then you are then able to transport that game to the gamepad. So that to me is okay, but it just, it feels cheap. No, I think you are missing the point of Mario Kart. And at its core, Mario Kart is about honking. So th- to me, they hit the nail on the head. I think I may have missed the point. I think you missed In the point. In all of my years of Mario Kart playing, I had no idea. I'm actually embarrassed for you. My God. That red button makes so much more sense now. It does. See? There you go. Now we get all a, I've got to get a Wii U. Now we all know that John does not know how to play Mario Kart. So, anyway, back to the Wii U. Clearly, I'm in I just, love with I just this. have all these. I have all these ideas in my head about like how I would want to see the second screen used, and you I know might, you do too. Get there, they'll get there. I, I know you do too, and like you just you like I just want to see these ideas come to fruition because I I am not a super creative person. I know that the ideas that I have in my head have been thrown around on the table. I just want to see them come to fruition. I want to see puzzles in a platformer being done on the Wii U gamepad, you know? Um, I want to see, like, there are some really cool things with Metroid that you could do. You could you could use it as, as like, a visor or something like that to see the world through. I, there's just so many cool things you could do with that damn gamepad that I want to see them do. Wow. Is what it boils down to. You are... You are... Really amped up about this gamepad. Yes, because there, there needs to be a reason to have a second gamepad. Because you think they're doing it wrong. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> they're not doing it right yet? Right. Okay, I understand. Well, to me, maybe my and, expectations and, 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 are just And I haven't right. even, you know what, I should probably, before I speak any further on it, I should probably get my hands on one. Because it's, really, I'm talking out of my ass right now. It's, <laughs> kind of what it boils down to because i haven't actually even had a hands-on a hands-on experience with it and And maybe i would completely change my tune if i did yeah you know if you play new super mario brothers wii u i don't think it's gonna change your life but i think that'll at least give you a little insight into what just just the tip of what it can do you would you would have to own zelda and play it for a while to a fully actually appreciate what's going on because if you play for five minutes it's like you're not used to any of it so it's not going to do you any good but if you were to play through this whole game i think then you would really much better understand the thing i think right now what nintendo is doing absolutely right absolutely spot on is the social networking part of their system i think is stellar i i think it's better than it's my new favorite social network besides google plus seriously uh, I think they're doing that right. I think they're doing the whole, uh, you know, the whole community aspect of it right. And I think that they are using the gamepad in ways that when you own a Wii U, when I took it out of the box and I'm looking at two screens and I just hit the minus button on my gamepad and suddenly Wind Waker HD is in my hands, it feels like magic. It's sorcery, John. And it's, it sounds like a kind of nice plus up, like, yeah, if my kids, you know, need the TV or whatever, then I'll just switch it to the gamepad. What? No, I just do it sometimes for fun. Like, I'll literally be sitting on the couch and I'll hit minus and look at my screen and I'm like, look at what's in my hand. And then I switch it back and then I continue playing on my 
55 inch uh, Samsung LED uh, TV. But the point is that it's a thing that's cool. And I think it's only going to get better. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you suck. I think you got me there. <laughs> no, but uh, overall, bottom line is the other thing I'm, is that the other thing is that I know I'm going to get a Wii U, and I'm probably going to be getting a Wii U before I get before before I get a PS4 or or an Xbone. Yeah, well, it helps when it's two hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get one before just because all the games. A lot of the games that are coming out for those other consoles are also coming out on PC. So that too. The, the you know the reason why I've got I've just got these expectations. I just want the Wii U to be uh, because I want it to be able to deliver experiences to me that I can't get other places. Sure. Is is really what it boils down to. So I want that second screen to be significant. Sure. Okay. Well, it's definitely significant in the wonderful 101. And although my wallet will not allow me to get that anytime soon, I believe we, and I'm trying to secure a guest host for one of the next couple of weeks to come on and talk about the wonderful 101. Yeah, I would love to hear about that game because that game, yeah. that game, more than any other game for the Wii U, super interests me. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of of the pedigree behind the developers because i love platinum games i love platinum games so i'm i am very interested in the wonderful 101 yeah me too and i, I liked the demo at e3 even though it was a challenging game i think that game would be right up your alley really right up your alley uh so we'll hopefully talk about that soon but for now i have nothing but good things to say about wind waker hd and um you have mentioned in a previous episode and maybe even earlier in this one when I wasn't listening, which doesn't really narrow it down, but uh, you've mentioned that you really you were turned off to Wind Waker by the fetch quest near the end, and you saw I sent you an article, and I know you saw that earlier today, correct? Yes. That addresses that. So, listener, um, there was an article, I think it was Games Radar, uh, reviewed Wind Waker HD, and they specifically call out... There is an annoying fetch quest at the end of the game, but it's been tweaked so that it's faster and has more variety and feels much less cumbersome. So if that's the one reason, John, you didn't finish the game, then there you go. That's no longer there. It is. I can't remember having such a hard stop in in really any other video game um, that I can remember, Just especially a game where, like, I'm having. I was having so much fun with that game. I was really enjoying it, and I hit that point, and I stopped so hard both times that I've tried to play it. I just completely stopped playing it. Yeah, and I felt you probably would have stopped at the end of Skyward Sword as well, because I was talking to somebody about Skyward Sword, and and listener, I've reviewed Skyward Sword on a previous episode, so check out videogamepodcast.tumblr.com or check us out on iTunes if you want to go back and hear the full thing. But I mentioned this before, and I, I feel like the game has a very painfully slow start, personally. But once it hits its stride, uh, you know, several hours into the game, it is the best Zelda game. But then it, it, it's, it's a plateau, and then it has to come back down again. And you hit this point where suddenly you're revisiting basically every area in the game for additional fetch quests, and it just plummets in quality from there so if you took that core that plateau that height of skyward sword i would say that it would easily be the best zelda game easily blow every other one out of the water but because of that horrible start and that just painfully dragged out ending it just drags the whole game down and so i can't put it up there twilight princess is still my favorite wind waker hd is becoming a close second and that's that's like that's how much it's impressing me and the thing i didn't talk about too is um you know what? This is a little bit of uh, gamepad action here. The gamepad has gyroscopic controls, so you can tilt it to use your grappling hook and your boomerang and your other projectile weapons. Oh, that's kind of neat. It's really neat, and it, it feels so natural. And the bone arrow and, you know, all your projectile weapons. Sure. It feels very, very, very natural. Um, so, yeah, I'm really into that. It does, and you know what I've noticed? I noticed this first with Super Mario Brothers Wii U, and and with everything, every time I've put my hands on the Wii U gamepad, the gyroscopic controls are so much more user friendly than the Wii remote controls. 
Probably I, because it's gonna it's gonna have a little more fidelity there, I would imagine. I think it's because the the heft of it, and so it's not so ultra sensitive and shaky. You know, you've got to actually move a big gamepad to move your point of view. Yeah, and I, I think that it's re- it goes a long way, especially when you try it. So I have thoroughly enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed being able to run around dungeons while throwing boomerangs because it just really streamlines the gameplay. So there's a lot of things here and there. It's hard for me to really like cover all of them thoroughly and not forget anything or leave anything out. But you just got to believe me that it is a good remake. They have put a lot of time and energy into this game. It's it's not just a a graphics upgrade and then there you go. It's it's not a cuz I feel like Final Fantasy 10 X and 102 remastered is a total cop out. I played them at E3, barely noticed a graphical difference and there are no in-game differences. That's bullshit. That's just that's that's a cash in. Speaking of, we didn't even talk about it, but how is the difference in the way the game looks? Like, how does the game look? It looks much better, much better. They, um, I mean, they I, I never, I thought the original looked great, and I did too. But when you look at them, you know, I saw them side by side at E three, and there's an immediately apparent difference. This one is brighter and more vibrant, and it's smoother. and And I haven't played the original Wind Waker in, in eleven years, but it looks new and fresh like it looks like an hd 2013 video game in my opinion so i I think it i think they really did a great job and i've watched a lot of the videos comparing the two the colors are much more vibrant everything's smoother they added a shadow effect to a lot of scenes which is really really cool a couple times it it's a little off like there'll be like a speck of shadow on somebody and you can tell what it is but it's a little almost distracting but but that's that's very negligible i would say overall the the effects are just really good and it's bright and vibrant and you know happy and nintendo-y yeah absolutely stuff so yeah it it does it it looks so much so much better and it's so funny that like you said it's a cel-shaded game so how much better can it look and it still looks so much better than the final fantasy 10 remaster which looks virtually the same when they could have done so much more with it i don't know then that's, that's I mean, well, that is certainly a difference in the philosophy of companies, I would think. Yeah, I know you're not real happy with Square Enix and their cash-ins. Although, ew, you know, did you hear about the really, really good Square Enix mobile game? Final uh, Fantasy Airborne Brigade? God, I hate you so much. I should have known right where that was going. How did I not see right where <laughs> you, that was going? You didn't know where that was going? No, but man, that game is really good, let me tell you. The soundtrack's my favorite part. Absolutely. With, 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 the, the, with the lack of soundtrack. Lack yes. of music or it's sound very good. effects. Very good. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're hot on the Wii U. Like, I, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm going to be getting. So mm-hmm. I just, I'm glad to hear positive buzz about it. Because it seems like everybody just seems to shit on it all the time. And, and those people, I just don't think have played it. All they look at are graphics and this and that. And you know what? I... I powered on that gamepad and I'm typing stuff in. Here's the other thing: I'm never going to use Netflix or uh, or any video service or YouTube on my Xbox 360 or PS3 again, because when I, I've got that stylus and a and a keyboard right in front of me. Oh yeah, that probably would make it easy. Oh my god, it's so much easier. You also have a computer attached to your TV, which is a very easy way to use Netflix. I would like you to know. <laughs> Yeah, and if I really wanted to watch a TV show using Netflix while playing Wind Waker HD, I could switch it to my gamepad, play it on my gamepad while I'm doing that. Exactly, exactly. It's, I mean, when you live alone and you got two, I've essentially got two TVs in my living room now. I essentially no. have two TVs in my living room right I now. I have a lot of faith in Nintendo. I have faith in Nintendo because they have, they have, you know, the software that is some of the best games that I have ever played. Like Metroid Prime is one of the best games ever made for the me. first one. Yeah. It's one of the best games ever made for me. So like they they have I have faith in Nintendo. I know that they can come back from the kind of negative the dip that they are in right now. Um and I want to see them come back from that dip. Um, they will. Yeah, they just need to they just need to come out with some stuff to prove it to me is all. Understood. Well, the verdict's still out on the Wii U. If I ever come visit you, I'll just bring it along because I don't need to hook it up to your TV. Uh, oh, and it came with an HDMI cable. Thank God. Praise the Lord. No systems ever do that. 
I know. And I legitimately was walking home from the train and I thought to myself, oh, sh**. I don't have an HDMI cable. Now what? Open the box? Good guy Nintendo. HDMI cable. I'm thinking they're all going to come with HDMI cables now. I would I would presume so as well, but uh, it it's nice that they did. Yes. You know, Especially they, Nintendo, who has been notorious for providing like AV cables with their previous systems. In fact, isn't that what the isn't that the Wii came with? Well, that's also what the PlayStation Three came with. Did my PlayStation Three? Did that? I don't think mine did come with that. Did it come with that? I'm what the hell sure is mine that? Came with that? Maybe it did. What the hell I is that? The Xbox 360 did, but I think I got the special edition that came with component cables. Heads out of your asses, companies. Yeah, yeah. But Nintendo's leading the charge, man. I'm all about it. I have no desire to get a PS3 or Xbox 360. I'll tell you that I I will... If Konami, and I by if I mean when Konami decides not to release Metal Gear Solid Five on PC... Then and only then will I consider probably getting a PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah, there's because def- that's a system seller for me. But but until then, I, there's there's, no de- there's definitely some stuff that's gonna convince me to get systems. Final Fantasy 15 is going to be a reason for me to get. Yeah, yeah. One of the other systems, but um, but right now it's just there's nothing there's nothing uh grabbing my testicles uh in a uh in an enjoyable way. What about my teeth? To convince me that I need to get one of these systems is all. So, but the Wii U is still on my list, um, just as your kisses. So, Thank that's you. good. Let me just say, you will not be disappointed when you get it. You'll get it, you'll turn it on, you'll love it. It will be worth it. No rush if you don't have a burning desire to play Wind Waker HD or Wonderful 101. But, John, when you get it, I think you'll... Uh, You'll get pretty into it. It's it's a good thing. Yep, it's a good uh, thing. Perfect. Wonderful. So we are. So, um, yeah, that wraps up this episode. We've had an ongoing Plants vs. Zombies 2 E3 swag giveaway. If you write us an iTunes review, you could win. No one has done that, so write us an iTunes review and you can win something. In fact, if you, if you write us an iTunes review, there's a good chance you'll be the only person that writes us one. In which case you will immediately win. Yeah, it's fully accurate. Oh, you know what I forgot? We forgot to talk about what our what our Google Plus friends played this weekend. So we'll have to do that we'll have to do that next time. Yeah, we'll do that next time. Uh, Google Plus friends, we apologize. Continue to talk to us and interact with us on Google Plus. We really do love doing that. Yeah, um, I I'm into it. And we want to be able to address the stuff that you want us to address in the episodes. So, ask us questions, you know, um, I appreciate when you link us articles, that kind of stuff. That's all really great. Um, and I promise you, we do take the time to read that stuff. Oh, God, we read everything. It's awesome. I love Google+. Yep. Plus. So, yeah, find us there or at uh, videogamepodcast.tumblr.com. Um, but, yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, we will... Make my monster grow. <laughs> that was a Power Rangers reference. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so, t- so tired. No, I know. Go to bed. I'm going to... Save. Yeah, I probably need to save it and give it to you first. I'm going to give it to you. Give it to you. Give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to g- g- give it to you. <laughs>